G'day and welcome to Partake. Uh, today I want to talk about what the Christian disciple and standing alone or identifying with Jesus against the odds. And we turn in our Bible to the Gospel of John in chapter 15 starting at verse 18 and Jesus is speaking. If the world hates you, remember that it hated me first. The world would love you as one of its own if you belonged to it but you are no longer part of the world. I chose you to come out of the world, so it hates you. Do you remember what I told you? A slave is not greater than the master. Since they persecuted me, naturally they will persecute you. And if they had listened to me, they would listen to you. They will do all this to you because of me, for they have rejected the one who sent me. We have a new identity as Christian disciples, as we found out in the last episode. What are we to do with it? Well, we are to stay faithful to Jesus, and sometimes it is difficult. It means staying faithful to him and his will, regardless of opposition and alternatives. By doing this, we are standing alone and being faithful to him. Our enemy Satan brings pressure to bear on all Christian disciples to reduce their standards and level of commitment. Christian disciples undergo challenges from the world that doesn't like or understand us and constantly tempts us to do wrong things or we're tempted not to do right things. So we are to be separate from sin but not separated from a sinful society. This is what Jesus meant when he said we are to be in the world, but not of the world, later on in the Gospel of John chapter 17. The key to standing alone is constant identification with Jesus Christ in both lifestyle and in words. And as we live the Christian life, as Christian disciples, we will face hindrances to our identification with Jesus. And here are just four major areas that as Christian disciples we all undergo. Firstly, there is an inborn fear of what others will think. The fear of being labelled different and being laughed at. Then there is the fear of losing friends. To have the right friends, however, a person must be willing to have enemies. Jesus made friends on the basis of who would accept him and his message. We may be excluded from the company of those who reject Jesus. Another one is the desire to be like those in the world. In Psalm 73, David envied the success of the godless until he realised their destiny was disaster and that he had God and needed nothing or nobody else. Always taking what is best is no sacrifice. So if they are some of the hindrances, what are some of the keys in battling these hindrances? As Christian disciples, we have to remember that God's way of life is superior. It is a life filled with abundance according to Jesus in John 10.10. Then we realise that acting as light and salt in the world, we are cooperating with God 
and he is being glorified according to Peter in 1 Peter 4, 12-14. Remember, if you give people no reason to ask about the hope and faith you have in Jesus, they probably won't ask. Jesus said in his final words before his ascension in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28 that we are to expect persecution for being his disciples. If that's how we identify with our lifestyle, then how do we identify verbally with Jesus? Well, firstly, never apologise for what you know and believe to be a superior way of life. However, that doesn't mean that we are to be smug and arrogant about it, because we are also commanded to walk humbly and with meekness. Then just be natural about it. As a college principal told me a long time ago, and I still remember the words, let your spiritual life be natural, and your natural life be spiritual. One way to do this is to project the idea that you are not your own boss. For Jesus is your Lord, and let him take both the strain and the glory. Remember that those who reject you also reject him. So imagine you're in a situation, and you have to make a correct decision in a questionable area. What do you do? Now remember that talking to yourself is a sign of spiritual maturity. So why not ask yourself these questions and tell yourself these state statements such as, does it bring glory to God? Can I thank God for this activity and could Jesus accompany me there? Does it build my Christian character? Will it cause another Christian to sin or stumble? It should also not control me habitually. That's a good one. If in doubt, throw it out. And then ask other people for advice. Sometimes, or most of the time, it is important what other people think, particularly from more mature Christians. And then we are to abstain from all appearances of evil. And then lastly, rely on the Holy Spirit to help you. Ask for his help and guidance, and he will. For more to do and think about, please do read for yourself John chapter 17, verses 15 to 19. Ask yourself the following questions, writing them down if you can, and see how you respond or react to them. Then why not share your answers with your spouse or a close friend, so that you can pray over any issues together. Have I given every area of my life to Christ in order to be faithful to him? Am I prepared to be holy and obedient to God in all circumstances? And then lastly, am I willing to sacrifice my desires for God's will so that I can clearly be seen identifying myself with Jesus in both lifestyle and in words? Next time I shall hopefully be discussing about the Christian disciple and what is probably the greatest challenge to biblical Christian discipleship in the 21st century. As ever, if you have any comments to make on this, please do contact me at partake at hotmail.co.uk. 
I really would love to hear from you and if these are making any difference at all to your continual Christian discipleship. Thank you.